Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Winning Plays podcast. And well, shit. With Brian Robb, I'm Rich Levine. And B-Rob, we're not only missing our buddy Michael Pena today. He's in the air right now flying home after a few days with the Warriors and Rockets. But the Boston Celtics have now lost three in a row to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Boston Celtics are now one game from elimination. Uh, in today's episode, episode number 12, we'll discuss what went wrong. We'll see if there's a way to make it right. First, we're going to ask you to subscribe to this podcast on whatever pl- platform you listen. We really appreciate that. and It's a giant help for us with the numbers. Also, follow us on our new Twitter account, at WinningPlaysPod. Shout out to CLNS Media for hosting and supporting this show. Shout out to BetOnline.ag, easily the best sponsor we've ever had. Shout out to former Celtic AC Earl, who's been with us since day one. And now B-Rob, Brian Rob, a resident Celtics beat writer. <laughs> uh, there, there can be no Winnie after game four. I, 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 don't, I don't see the point and yeah. see, and I'm, I'm typically a very positive person. I'm an optimistic You are person. positive. I'm having this trouble. Is... I'm having trouble even bothering to see the light and what happened. So... So I agree with your parent. I will. I will say there was a winnie through three quarters. Um, is it Mook? God, it, it was Mook. God, it was what, what a performance. What, it was there. I mean, a couple guys came to play in Game Four, but Marcus Morris was on the top of the list, and he took it right at Giannis. He hit open shots uh, in the early going. He took a charge from Giannis. Actually, got him in foul trouble based on that. Um, and his aggressiveness. And to be honest, Rich, I mean, like, we're not going to, I don't want to, you know, cap point fingers here too early, <laughs> but the the Bucks went on their defining run of the, the game with Mook on the bench. Mook finished, uh, I think, like a plus four for the game. Um, he was one of the few guys who had any kind of consistency on offense. Clearly down the stretch, he was not good defensively at the five, which is not a huge surprise. Um, given what we've seen from that all year long, which is very little. Um, but yeah, I was for on a game that Brad Stevens kind of ride or die with uh, most of the starting five here. I was surprised that the one guy that seemed to put the ball in the basket regularly was not, uh, was not out there for closer to 40. Yeah. I mean, I guess and who, who, who sits in this situation, Gordon, I mean, he only played yeah, I mean, 26. I mean, it's hard to imagine he didn't really earn six minutes, right? Never right. Mind, I mean, it, right. It's like, exactly. Like, you, Terry Rozier played at the end of the third quarter. Like, Marcus Smart obviously played. I don't blame Brad for playing Marcus Smart. Um, but he clearly didn't have it. Um, and I do, and I do wonder. Himself. I do wonder about that. And that's something, obviously, you, we can go back and second guess. Like, when you interject Marcus back into the lineup, if he's not 100%, how, what is that due to all these guys who've had their playoff rhythm and all that? But, Honestly, I, I don't think it matters because and, and listen, I I said Celtics in five, right? Yeah. And I felt I felt pretty good about that. I just I can't believe what happened with Kyrie. Yeah. In, in a million years, I just, I didn't I did not see this happening. And what and, and so I guess this is the question: 
what has happened? Like what did happen? What is going on with him right now? So here, here are some numbers. Ready? I th- so th- yeah, but let's, let's see. Let's hear the carnage. So th- no, but three straight games, he shot under forty percent. How many times do you think that happened this year? Once. Wow. Did you do the research? Or that just I did not. I just I just as a guess. One once in November, he had three straight games under forty percent. Mm-hmm. Under thirty percent from three in three straight games. How many times did that happened this year? Twice. Zero times. Zero times, yeah. And the other weird thing is he shot 21 foul shots in these back-to-back games, which is, uh, and I'm not 100%. My research team has been slacking a little bit recently, so I can't go 100%. I'm pretty sure (laughs) 21 foul shots in back-to-back games ties a career high. Wow. So there's just, like, something's, and and that's not bad, right? I mean, we've been dying for him to get to the foul line all year, but... Maybe he's doing that because something's off with the shot. Clearly, something's off with the shot. But what's going on, man? Do you have any insight? Because you've been there every step of the way in, in, in this series. Yeah, it's um, again for a guy who, I mean, maybe put too much pressure on himself with all his talk during the regular season on the postseason. Um, this has just been, I mean, straight. It's been a combination of everything, Rich. Like, it's he's morphed into bad Kyrie at times, taking ill-advised shots kind of playing into the Bucks' hands but he's also missing the wide open ones like the wide open threes the the easy bunnies um those aren't going in either i think i saw um a stat earlier today about him shooting somewhere around 25 percent on uncontested shots during this series and it's just like you're not gonna like it's just (laughs) that you can't no team is gonna overcome that against uh the Giannis and the Bucks. It's just like you're that that's that's ball game right there. It's a series. Yeah, exactly. You you and that's why, you know, we started this talking about okay, should Marcus Morris be out there in the fourth quarter? Yeah, maybe maybe Brad could have played that hot hand a little bit more, but it doesn't matter. When your best player is is doing what he's doing, it it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think the the biggest problem I mean, the focus obviously naturally is on the offensive end for Kyrie. Um when he's struggling this much, given his track record, but you know, no one could hit a shot on the Celtics last night by and large. Like they, it was a second worst shooting night of their uh, season after wow. game one against the Pacers. Um, they shot 20% from three, not even, not even playoffs. You're talking full regular season and playoffs. Yeah. Full regular season and playoffs. Second worst shooting night. Wow. So that, I mean, so yeah, like that, these are the games the Celtics have not won all year when they can't put the ball in the basket because they can't get stops because it's in the identity of this team is to, you know, outscore the opposition as opposed to like, you know, grime it up. And Kyrie in throughout the series, but a lot again in the fourth quarter prevented them from like sustaining any kind of stringing any kind of stops together with his, decision-making and just lack of discipline on defense. And I just wrote a whole post about it at bostonsportsjournal.com. But I mean, the clear thing to me, Rich, like how many times did he switch on to Giannis like in late in the game, which is like game over. Well, yeah. So so break it down for me because you, you, and I give you a lot of credit for this. You actually sat down and watched the travesty again this morning. I did. Uh, And, and you said you've, 
because I because I've I've been and I and I imagine a lot of people have been just so distracted maybe is the word but just like blinded by what's going on with Kyrie on the offensive end that I I totally missed what what you have found uh, but and is it like is it defensive effort def- defensive focus like what what what, what it's what's a going mix on? of everything I mean it's a situation where like a pick is set you know on Kyrie by and then Kyrie whether he's tired. Or whether he just like is is deciding, hey, I want to take on this challenge. He's not fighting through it and letting himself get switched on to Giannis. Right. And that again is just it's just game over. And so that happened um, three separate times in the fourth quarter, and Giannis obviously got and ones on two of them, and then an easy layup on another one. And it's just a situation where. That's clearly not the game plan, and right. like you can't. And I, I honestly compared it to, you know, sometimes you know back in the, the big three days, like Rondo would take on like LeBron for a possession here or there, sure. and like pressure him, you know, get up in his grill, like you know, give some energy, maybe gets a stop, just mix it up. And I don't know if like Kyrie's trying to do that, but like Kyrie is not Rondo, and he's not like he can't do anything to slow down Giannis. He hasn't all series long. And the fact that, like, when the season is on the line, that kept happening, that pretty much ended any chances of a comeback. Because the Southerners were going to have to, like, you know, grind their way to a win last night, and they, they clearly did not do that. And by the way, as crazy as it sounds, like, Kyrie's not Rondo, but LeBron is also not Giannis as well, you know? For, right, like, right. you're talking about that, that, that sort of matchup. Um, so, what... And I and I, I honestly, the game ended last night. I I shut it off. I didn't I didn't watch any of the the post stuff. Like and Kyrie, he obviously wasn't a good mood, but yeah, he, he was snap a little snappy with reporters. Is that yeah? It, that was it was a situation where fair questions were asked, and you know like but what's a fair question? Chris Casper was like, we hey, have, we, we might disagree <laughs> on, on on what a fair question is. Like what like what was the question they like, asked him? how do you mentally get through, you know, a slump like this? And then like Kyrie was like, what do you mean like this? And like, well, you're, you know, you've been trashed the last three games. Not, those are my words, not the reporters, <laughs> but, and he was just like defiant. And I guess again, the, the confident, the unwavering confidence situation to saying, you know, I don't care. You know, I would shoot 30. Um, I just need to be aggressive, et cetera, et cetera. It, I don't know. It wasn't. Kyrie said far worse. I my I didn't have a lot of problem with his post game press conference. Okay, yeah. Let's just move that like, on from that then. Like I said, I just I just sort of yeah, like just saw one one headline. I mean, people. It, it's it's more yeah. It's like more firing points for people that want him. But that, you know, of course he's confident. He's Kyrie Irving. He's not going to say yeah, I was terrible and I shouldn't have taken those shots. Like that's not him. Right, and 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 when he says, by the way, that he's a genius when it when it comes to basketball, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you could people. I understand how people rub people the wrong way, but it's hundred percent true. It's basically beautiful. Offensive mind. genius, offensive. Sure, and I think that's what he said too. <laughs> but yeah, but but defensively, he was decent this year. I mean, he and that and that's that's what is so surprising. And I know he had that one stretch that you that you had keyed up on, like right around February first, right. After uh, after right. he said he, after he said ask me in July or whatever it was, um, but other than right. that, and that's why I was so surprised and never saw this coming is because when he was on the court, he was one of the better Celtics that that I've ever 
had, I'll say, the pleasure of watching. You know, and it's a guy that also I I said repeatedly we all have maybe one of the best un, below the rim finishers, uh, certainly of his generation. And not, and not, and now we're seeing him miss a handful of layups every single game. Yeah, it's the his inability to finish around the rim was a huge problem in this series because he would get there not often at all. So you obviously have to. You know that makes it even more important when you get there. You have to take advantage of that, and I think even the, it was the first shot of the game. He missed a bunny layup on like Middleton, and he got the rebound. And he put it back in, but it was like, like this, these can't, this can't happen. Like this is the your offensive MVP. He can't be, you know, having to take twenty two shots to score twenty points. It's just not. You're not gonna when you're facing the amount of firepower that the Bucks have, you're not going to, you just don't, aren't going to get away with that. Yeah. And I guess, I guess let's be fair. Cause I don't know how, how, how far along are, are we on this? I'm trying to see like how long we've been running on Curry. Oh, 12 minutes. Uh, well, he, probably, that, he, he probably deserves a little bit more than that. But... Yeah. I think we can go a couple. <laughs> we'll, we'll go, we'll circle back. Okay. I, I was going to get, I was going to get the Gordon, but you know what you do first? I should remind you that we have a sponsor. I remember that. No, yeah. I, 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 I mentioned I blocked it, at the it out. <laughs> But uh, betonline.ag, uh, it's a spot to make all your bets. Man, so the, the copy that I'm reading, it says for the rest of the, the Celtics-Bucks series. It's kind of it's kind of sad better, to read Better that. do it quick. <laughs> yeah, better do it quick. But no, this line's better. The rest of the Celtics-Bucks series, and then the rest of the NBA playoffs. That's where you can really have, have fun. You can bet on the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can bet on baseball. Game of Thrones props. I'm a, game, I'm a week behind, so we're not going to talk about that. But they also have a live betting, uh, virtual casino, uh, B-Rob, you took the you took the lead in our bet online AG prop bet yes tournament. Uh, we I, have to keep track on that. I don't think last night was good for anyone though. No, just whether <laughs> whether it was our, our, ourselves or anyone uh, anyone listening to this podcast. Let's say I had a horrible night. Um, but on the bright side, you can win a lot of money at betonline.ag. Uh, it's CLNS Media's preferred sports book online. If you want to join the playoff fund, would like to support our podcast, go to clnsmedia.com backslash winning plays and use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign up bonus. That's CLNS50, betonline.ag. Kyrie Irving. Let's get back. <laughs> um, he's, he's playing, he's playing like, a, like a dude. And, and I, I hate falling for these narratives. And I, I hope that I regret this, but he's playing like a dude that, that is on the way out. It's it's hard to think otherwise based on this performance. I mean, or if not, if there's going to be huge changes if he's coming back. We'll leave it at that. But this is a little bit of a, of a, a wrinkle, though, Rich, in the sense of like, this is pretty close to a worst-case scenario for the Celtics, presuming they, they go down in five here. Um but I, I, in these scenarios, I never envisioned Kyrie being reason number one of why they go down. If you know what I mean, like right. So, so it's if, more like there, there's not enough. I, I did all I can. I was Kyrie Irving, but there's not enough hair to get me to exactly. where I want to be. I like the regular season. Like he carried up his end of the bargain by and large on the floor for most of the year. It was everyone else that kind of let the team down at various points. Um, this was not the case. He is. Uh, front and center number one downfall of this team right now on both ends of the floor. And uh, whether he wants redemption, 
whether he thinks he can't do it here by himself, um, whether the team thinks they have they can convince him by saying we're going to get Anthony Davis, or if the team looks at this and says we don't want to, you know, risk losing you, losing Kyrie and Anthony Davis if both say that okay we'll we'll, we'll play here for a year and see how it goes. Um, it just adds a different like X factor I feel like in terms of what sure. what is factoring into his decision making. Yeah, I mean I but by the way I and I know Anthony Davis is always the like the first name that when, when we get to these conversations but I, I'm the Durant one is well, I can't get that out of my mind. That's almost moving to the forefront uh, of my wish list. Durant to Boston? Yeah, or just a likelihood. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I feel that a little, a little bit more than I do Anthony Davis. Um, but I, but I, what you said, and I, I, we're not going to talk too much about the future. We're going to eventually want to sort of keep it to the Bucks today. But, but, but yeah, man, it's, it, Kyrie's in a situation now where, so where do, you, where do you think his mindset is? That it's like, I'm just not, hmm. You know what? Let's, 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 let's cap the future talk because I think we're going to get too crazy. Can we talk about Gordon? Yeah. Let's yes. do that. Um, because that's what... And we thought he was there. He was there. He we, was there we, in the Pacers series. But what's that mean? Like, so, but he's back or not, right? Or, or this is just the... We're just going to call this season a wash and we'll start next year unless you're Gordon Hayward. Then we can start talking about this. Yeah, I mean, it's he created a he had momentum there at the end of the year, and he had some consistency for the first time of the year, and he had a great game one of the series again, like the rest of this team. It's you know he didn't make open shots in the last three games, and then whether he got afraid to take more of them or again, I think the Bucks the Bucks are very good defensively, and he just didn't get many chances to create separation as well. Um, and so you just put that together and it was, you have, I think he scored what, like maybe 18 points in the last three games here. That's wild. And it's, and have you again, noticed, it's, it's have you noticed less... anything different that they're doing? Because, because when he's at his best now, we've seen is when he, you know, he has the ball in his hand, he's like carving out space in the paint and just like controlling the tempo and like, so he's just just yo-yoing the the defense, and 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 I haven't broken down the, the Bucks adjustments on probably on the level that <laughs> that I could, but it, maybe it's that easy. Maybe that maybe they're changing what, what he sees. Yeah, I mean the I don't I think the Bucks the Bucks are playing really smart, and they from rewatching the game, not just Hayward but everything like their their switching is like. They're kind of predicting the next Celtics pass. And so their recovery is that much better. And unless Hayward can make them pay with his like in-between game, the shots that they're giving him, then it's not happening. Then he's like relatively useless on the offensive end. And that's essentially what he's turned into quickly in this series while being outplayed by the likes of Pat Connaughton and George Hill. We we gotta talk the, we gotta talk about uh, what Connaughton did ever since you gave him that losey after game. One. I mean, what a what a bounce back! <laughs> oh, I you, mean, you're saying that it was him bouncing back as opposed to you creating this monster. I think I know. He, like, I think I, he lit the fire under his ass. To be honest, 
I did let the fire burn. Um, but he was, I mean, he's just been kicking the crap out of Terry Rozier. And George Hill, I mean, George Hill was playing Kyrie Irving in the series. Like, just straight up. Like, who's the better point guard in the series? It's it's George Hill. I'm not, that, that is something else that I'm not understanding. Oh, but, oh there, there's a guy, uh, this guy Dennis, I won't give his last name, that uh, a Celtics fan that I've emailed with now for almost a decade. But um, he has an interesting theory that any time that Uncle Drew is on TV at the opposite of Celtics game is when Kyrie has his worst games. And it's checked out for every game of this series. But he's looked ahead, and it's not on the schedule for, for the next game. So this is, I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm throwing this out there. It's a budding uh, theory. Right. But if, if he bounces back in the next game, we might have uh, something interesting on our hands that maybe he's trying to get Kyrie fans to change the channel from Ooh. basketball to watch the movie. Contact cable provider. Um, but getting back to George Hill, <laughs> that, that, that is the performance that almost surprises me more than Kyrie. I mean, this dude's been toast for years. He, he has decent, been, but he was a decent it, player. Play, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, but I say like, does it? It almost with the the C series that he's having and that Rodney Hood's having. It's like, and this is this should fall right into your narrative, Rich. Like playing oh, yeah. next to LeBron is not exactly ideal. Yeah, like, no, that, that that that's a very good point. But like, still, you talk about the what actually turned the game uh, last night. I mean, it's probably that the run at the end of the third quarter, right? And George Hill, I think, starts that off with a pull up three in transition. Yeah, he had a pull-up three. I mean, he had three. It's the last two games. He has decided the game in the third quarter. Like, he's led both of their runs. Um, and Giannis, and Giannis the has been on the floor. Been on with the, the second unit. With with Giannis, exactly. Like, the Celtics are are playing, are losing to the Bucks when Giannis is off the floor. Which is just like, really? Yeah, like, and it's, it's crazy. Because I, I was texting with someone, you know, once... You know, I think when what the the charge was the fourth foul. Oh, no, no, it was there was a reach in. It was the fourth foul when Mook drew, yep. and like Giannis going to the bench, and it's like obviously this is like a game changer. But wait, like they've actually been more competitive when when Giannis is on the floor. Yeah, and do you like? Do you think the Celtics let their guard down in that situation? Do you think that guys are just, or well, is it just George Hill? I mean, George Hill is playing really well anyway. But like, how do you hitting, how do you explain that? I don't think he's hit, he's hitting. I don't think he's hitting, hitting easy shots. You know, he's some of them are easy, right? Maybe they're open, but I don't know. For me, I just when I see George Hill shooting, it's just not an easy shot. Like no matter what it is, that, I need to change that apparently. But um, but yeah, but, but and Meritich, I guess is, is is shooting all right, but it's it still just doesn't make sense. And I think it what what it is is that these. Any game, right? At, 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 you can look at either team and focus on a lot of negatives. And when and when it turns out like this past couple did for the Celtics, you're going to. But these games always come down to the last 12 minutes, and the best players stepping up in those times, right? I mean, yes. the Celtics were up three, you know, with with 15 minutes left in the game, or close to that. You know, certainly certainly well into the third quarter, they had a lead. Um. And they just don't have anyone because that's what we're saying. Like when, when if Kyrie is not going to be that guy, that's when you got to count on Gordon to do it. That was the plan, or Tatum. And Al Al missed a bunch of open shots too. So it's like it, it really. It, and it's so easy to blame Kyrie, and that's just part of being the franchise player and part of being the guy that spoke like he did all all season. Um, but it really, really has been a, just a 
all around team effort. In the I mean, possible. it has, but like the other guys, I mean, Jalen played solid until he went into kind of hero mode in the fourth quarter and took some ill advice shots. Tatum's had a rough series um, offensively, one of 13 from three. But like when you just look at the number, like Horford, Brown, and Mook have all done their jobs. Like their numbers are fine. Mooks are fantastic. Horford is like shooting 52% from the field and 52% from three, averaging 18 and eight. Like you take that in a heartbeat in this series. Yeah, last I thought he need, I thought he needed to be a little bit better last night. I mean, he missed a lot of open shots last night, but he also got them back in the game with that run to get cut to five in the fourth quarter before they let go of the rope again. Like, you know, and then, okay, we didn't talk about Brad at all yet. <laughs> I was waiting for you to run. That, that, that's usually your go-to. I like it, though. We got it. Not like he was, you know, number like 20 of like list of concerns <laughs> at the Celtics last night. Like not at all like a huge deal, but... Horford goes to the bench with your season on the line with like five minutes in the game. And then you, you have, you go Mook at center. So what do you think? Like what, so what, what's like, his, what's his thought process there? Like what, cause you know, like he, obviously he's not just, you know, what, I mean, he's what's thinking, the reasoning he's thinking to offense, it? obviously the, he gets Gordon back on the floor and he thinks, okay, like I have five guys that can stretch out the bucks. Like, and they're going to stick with Lopez and Giannis, and maybe we can finally hit some threes and make them pay. But the problem with that is they scored four straight times on the floor. Like, they, they had no chance to come back because no one could stop Giannis and Brooke. Right, and it's like, like at, that, at that point, or any point this season, like, I don't know, if, if, if you're giving Gordon Hayward an open three or Al Horford an open three, like, take your pick, right? It's not like Gordon's that much, <laughs> that much better. Right, yeah, exactly. You, like he's right. Like, in terms you, of you, his shooting, you don't gain, you don't gain so much with, with 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 that that you that you that you're like okay, like we'll take one of the best defensive players in the league and put him on the bench. Yeah, like I assume, like Horford had to ask out of that game, right? That's the only way that That's, made yeah, sense, that, right? That that, that you, you have to think so, man. I'm, I'm looking right now. Horford was minus a, a team low minus fourteen last night because that third quarter run it was like he was on the floor. With Kyrie, with Tate, like pretty much all the Celtic starters were on the floor getting their ass kicked by the Bucks bench. And you got to wonder, quarter. and especially with with Kyrie and, and Horford, like how these minutes might be building up a little bit. Like you see Kyrie with forty four, Al with thirty eight. That's, I mean, he played Kyrie the whole like for as bad as Kyrie was last night. Brad played him the whole second half, which was realize? just he did. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I I get it. It's almost like, all right, Kyrie, here you go. Like, you can't complain about everything. I'm going to leave you on the floor for the whole second half, and I'm going to live and die a few because we have to – I want to hear about this in free agency in, like, a, a month that, like, you didn't give me that chance. Yeah. But for the course <laughs> of this game, and given what he was doing defensively, like, that was not, like, not a good thing for this team, I don't think. Yeah, and I'll say, I mean, so Kyrie finished with 10 assists. I mean, he could have easily had 16 or 17 if oh, yeah. had, no, had his he, shot. So we'll give we'll give him that. Yeah, like he he made a lot of good passes, and guys missed a lot. Again, it was a night where no one was hitting shots. So Kyrie was on a long list of guys that 
you know, he took bad ones himself, but he also took missed a lot of good ones. And that's again, Brad wasn't too, Brad wasn't too mad after this game, given the situation, because I think he knew like we had shots, like yeah, and that we we missed them in the first three quarters, and then it was game over in the fourth when we got into panic mode. What are your thoughts on a, a combined seven minutes uh, for for Shemi? <laughs> And Shemmy's ESPN box score because they just do minutes and not yeah. uh, so he has zero minutes and minus three. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Baines played seven minutes, zero shots, two rebounds. Uh, Semi, you know, played less than a minute. I don't know. I thought I, I kind of liked the two of them, like at least for a little bit more. You have, I mean, it's it's a, I mean, one of the only second guesses you can have about this game because it's like one of the only options that Brad had. But yeah, like Baines, again, whether it's like at the end of the game there, when you need stops, like if you're gonna if you're gonna have to sit out for a minute, one of those two guys has to be on the floor for you to have a shot to to slow down Giannis. And I don't know, Baines, like when on a night where you're bricking everything, offensive rebounds, like setting mean screens so guys can get into the paint, like he looked pretty solid when he was out there in the first half, and then. You know, I think he got like maybe a minute and a half in the third quarter, and then that was that. We didn't uh, we didn't do our podcast after game three. Um, so it was one because I I was having the train of thought because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, about about Bain, I mean, especially Baines, but you know, Shemmy a little bit too. And that that game one in Milwaukee, right? How physical they were with with Giannis, just how they right. almost like physically dominated this guy, um, and like where where did that go? And and part of that is. I just want to say quickly, and and you know, I, 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 it's always sucks to hear like a home team when you lose and you go here, but that was one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen in my life. Game three at the Garden, yeah. Kane, Kane Fitzgerald, that was that was a disgrace. The the Jalen call, that was among fifty and others, and 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 that that just like yeah. any like physical psychological advantage the Celtics had built up from that, that game one, they just, it, 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 it was gone. I mean, it, it made it so, you know, it's like the, the, the Giannis rules and I, and it's like, it is what it is, right? The, the dude has been great still unbelievably dominant, but that was just, that was just real, really disheartening to watch, especially when you fly across the country for a game with your parents and you have to see that you have to see a look on your mom's face. As the refs steal her joy. It's, Anyways, thanks, I Kane. Mean, a long list of things that was right. <laughs> yeah, it again with this. I think a lot of again in these last two games, Celtics. You know when they had opportunities, like in the first half, the Bucks can hit anything for a while, but the Celtics couldn't either. So that eight point lead they had, you know, dissipated. Um, and then obviously in the we, it's fair to call this team front runners because you know whenever that run hits late in the game, then things go down the tubes, and the Bucks are a smart team and are gonna like lull you into mistakes and make you pay for them when they happen. And that was kind of the story of of Boston, really. So we're at the thirty minute mark now, so I'm gonna ask you a question. Is there, are you holding out any chance? What needs to happen for, is it easy as, is it, is it as easy as Kyrie becoming Kyrie again? No, because they can win, they can win. 
I, I'm I'm very sure that they can win this next game in Milwaukee. Are you? I mean, like I am because the, the I, Bucks I are so good at home. I know, but they already lost once. They are there. There, I saw there's a certain look, especially in Bledsoe. Bledsoe is due for a big stinker back home. They they just they looked a little bit too confident already, at the end of that game. He already game. had one though, and George Hill will George Hill's gonna take advantage for George Hill if that happens. I refuse to live in a world where this is George Hill every single night. I can't. And if it happens again, again, it's just like a third time I'm 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 saying this. But I'm not assuming I'm not assuming that George Hill. That's not my reality yet. I think that they can that they can catch them by surprise. And if Kyrie comes out like Kyrie, that, that will catch them by surprise. They won't know what to do because they haven't seen that since game one. Yeah, I just even if Kyrie pulls it together, I don't think you're going to get the performances you're going to need from the supporting cast on the road to to do but, it. But the supporting cast, like, I feel like, has almost played better on the road because I, that, this is another theory I have. There's so much animosity at the Garden right now with the fans in this team that I, I mean, we and and it's not. I mean, of course, it's not consistent because we're talking about this year Celtics, but like. More often than not, I, I, I'm I'm noticing that some of those those fringe guys play better away from the home fans. We'll see. It's, I mean, they had their chance. Like they packed it in last night. <laughs> but did like, they? But I, like, what's what? Like they missed open shots and like, I, I you know. We, they packed it in defensively. Yeah, and again, I haven't looked at that ad. So so other than Kyrie, I know there was that one. Big miscommunication between Gordon and Al, where they seem to have a, a decent conversation afterwards too. And I couldn't, I couldn't really pick up like the the emotions of it, especially for two guys that are usually so, you know, let me be, let me be the good teammate first. There seemed to be yeah. like a little, and not like I'm like reading too much into it, like the tension that goes beyond that, but it just seemed like a serious miscommunication. Yeah, and I think just watching the play, I, you could see why there was like because I think. Gordon is being like, all right, if I'm – the plan might be to switch here, but if I can stay with Middleton over Giannis, i.e. I'm not really getting screened, then, like, I'm going to stay with Middleton. And then Al might be like, well, but the plan's switching, though. And, again, when you don't communicate, Giannis is like, all right, I'm going to just take off here. And both of them were a step slow in reacting, and that's that's it. That That's all it takes. I mean, I'm a, I'm, you mentioned Middleton, so four for nineteen. Right, like he's night. gonna, he's a guaranteed like twelve of twenty in Game Five back home. Like he's not, <laughs> you're not gonna get another four for nineteen out of him. Like that again, the Celtics had their chance last night. Like this is, like yeah. Giannis in foul trouble, Middleton had a bad night, and you, again, you were due. The the sneaky part of this the of Game Three for the Celtics is that they shot the lights out. And again, it didn't matter because they couldn't stop the Bucks. Yeah, but I wrote, I wrote they, in my notebook, which just as you said, is it seven minutes left in the third? They had a three-point lead, and four fouls on Giannis, and four fouls on Middleton. Right. And that's when George Hill took over. And all series long, again, all series long, it's been the Bucks bench that separates the game in the third quarter. Like even in Game Two, when that twenty-eight-two run, a lot of that was the Bucks bench. So like. For the Celtics supposed to, I mean, have the deepest team in the league, like, they can't, they're getting nothing out of Hayward. We haven't talked about Terry at all, who, if we're going to give Gordon crap, like, at least Gordon's taking good shots. And, (laughs) I mean, I know I've been tough on Terry all year, but 
I kind of feel like justified now based on what we've seen in this series from him on both ends. Yeah, I'm a little bit more forgiving about last night because it was like one of those moments again where like, hey, dude, thanks for everything now. You know, cut your minutes in half. And, and he's played, I know he's, he's struggled as well as everyone else for the last couple of games. But yeah, you know, he, he I think he lucks out in this game. There are enough other guys to to soak up the blame. I mean, the the pull-up on Ilyasova in the corner. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Ugh, man. 26, he, 26% from the, for the series from the field, 14% from three. So give me a percentage. Are you, are you going to say 0% chance that the Celtics win this series? I mean, I'll go like 0.01, I guess. Does uh does Bet Online have the uh, I mean the series? I'm sure th- yeah, God. <laughs> I'm See gonna... what those odds look like. Well, while I'm looking it up, I'm going to ask you a question that you can think about. Don't you think this it would be better for everyone if Paul Pierce steps away from TV? <laughs> like, isn't like shouldn't that shouldn't his no? Like, I shouldn't his this is over. Like, I think everyone would be happier. I think Paul would be happier. I think Celtics fans would be happier. Just. Or if either that, or we have to like draw a huge line in the sand and say we have Paul Pierce, the player who we will love for eternity, and we're just gonna have to let Paul Pierce, the TV guy, do whatever that is. Do you think that had any bearing on this series, though? I don't, but it had bearing on like <laughs> it had a bearing on how much worse I feel about it. So yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. why I'm speaking out. <laughs> yeah, not. I mean, he's he's had a, a tough year on the the TV front between those predictions and then the uh, getting called out for the oh, drama the around the retirement stuff and the weight stuff. I ain't seen about the weight stuff. <laughs> and I'm not hating, man. That's a really hard job. Oh, yeah. No, I enjoy him. I think he's, like, a good analyst, so I enjoy that from him. But, yeah, like, it's... You oh, know, man. It's off the board. It's off the board. Desperate times. <laughs> Is Kyrie going to have an injury for Game 5? Ugh. I don't know, but you, I, I, I actually have thought maybe a little bit about the knee as this is all happening. If maybe there's something something physically wrong with him, but uh, I don't know. That's. I mean, if that's the case, though, then like, why is he? He can't be out there for 24 minutes in the second. Like, that makes me think like, or maybe he's just not telling anyone. And if that's the case, maybe this is like, all right, dude, if. You want to walk? Go ahead. Maybe it's not the best idea. To, and here we are, like we're living this reality where he actually has this knee injury. But if if that is the case, like you're you gonna give the max to a guy who now for a uh, second straight season, you know, wasn't able to be at his top phys- physically when when you needed him most. But we can have that conversation if it happens. Well, what's your percent chance of a comeback here? Um, I'm gonna say ten. Um, you know, in honor of Kyrie, I'll say eleven percent. Eleven percent. Yeah, I just think I I I, I, I saw eleven percent of overconfidence, especially in Bledsoe's face. But in 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 the Bucks, as as that game was winding down, and I think that like they they this unit won their first playoff series last you know last month against the Pistons. Right, it's barely a playoff series, but they have not been through this before. And I think it's a sort of situation if, if the Celtics can come out and punch them, in, punch them in the mouth, like right off the bat. And, and this is saying that, that, that Kyrie can somehow become Kyrie. But if, if they do that and can catch them off, off kilter, I, I think it's possible. 
Don't let him watch tomorrow. Do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do if you're Brad? Do you change anything? Man, no. I I, w- I would like I, like if I could change anything, it would let's 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 erase everything and go back to to game one, right? Let's just 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 re-embrace what. And and I know the Bucks have certainly made adjustments, right? Um, whatever that mentality was with Giannis, it's the only hope, right? If 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 the refs are gonna are gonna control the game with the whistle and and keep putting him on the line, there's nothing you can do. But you know, at least go out with 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 the game plan that that you. It's not this is that's not even just like uh, an ideal, you know, a dream that it could work. You saw it work in game one to perfection. So just somehow harness that and and and, and roll it out there. Do you go with Baines or Ojale? If Baines is healthy, yeah, that's that that's who I want. But I, I'm never I'm never sorry seeing Shemi out there. I don't even mind him shooting. I mean, he's made more threes than Terry in the series, I think. Actually. But not yeah, more both, than they both made two. No, Giannis is shooting seven to fifteen from three. Even though a lot of those threes aren't, I mean, a few of those were garbage time in game one. Like the threes he's made. Have not been like backbreaking threes. You're still fine He's, with it every time. Yeah, you're still fine with it every time. It's it's everything else. Middleton shooting 50 percent from three for the series. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe can we can Celtics find a way to get him? I mean, he's made. He is max player. Like he's maybe the best player in the world against the Celtics. Right, so last two take... playoff series. Um, yeah. No, the Bucks. The Bucks. This is, I mean, are you taking the Bucks in the finals? I mean, I've I've talked so much shit about the Bucks this year. I think I just need to own it. I'm not yeah. I'm not, I'm not changing because, again, I I still, the Celtics have been in position to win every one of these games. Maybe not game two, all right, but the two games at home, in in in, in my mind, right at this level, if you are winning a game in the second half, you're in a position to win it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was so. So I, it, it, you know, it, it it doesn't feel like the Celtics, that the Bucks are that much better than the Celtics, and this might be delusional, but I I, I don't know if if Siakam is if Siakam is not going to be at his best, and because I, I, I still think that that Toronto is going to win that series, but um, I think I still take the Raptors over the Bucks. Wow, I'm 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 all in on the Bucks train now, like. For as bad as the Celtics have been, the Bucks have made plays, and they've they're scrambling on defense with like smarts, and for as like bad as Bledsoe has been in times, George Hill has been that good, and even with having bad shooting series from like Brook Lopez, it hasn't mattered. And Ilya Sopa, those guys have given them pretty much nothing on offense, and it hasn't mattered, like. They have, they're doing enough of the little things to to get by, and I don't think the Raptors have the shooters to like get by them. Like based on how they're playing, scared against Philly in a lot of these games. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a great series. I don't know how psyched the NBA will be about a Toronto Milwaukee. Yeah, not not the ratings bonanza, but they might get the Warriors Rockets going seven now. So yeah. Oh. By the way, that's still. Uh, have you looked at the series price? I have it up right now. I bet you. I think you'll be surprised. I think I saw it was like 
plus 200 for the Rockets? Uh, BetOnline.ag has them at 210 right now. Mike, I hope Mike put his money down too well on his on his Rockets. Oh, oh right, because it was what 340, right? I would hope. I would think it'd be higher than that. I'd have to look it up, but oh, that, that was after that was after the game one loss. It was 340. Right. So after game two, it must have gone. We'll have yeah. a. We should tease this for for when Mike gets back for the next episode. He he had a. It seemed like a very emotional moment with Kendrick Perkins. On Twitter? About that? No, he he met he met him no. in, per, in person at the, uh, at the summit. No, I'm playing the summit. Wow, at the uh, <laughs> at the Rockets game. <laughs> the summit that closed in 1975. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Pina. And, did and he tweet Kendrick, about this? I didn't hear about this. Uh, maybe he did. But he, him and him and Perk are like are like good buddies now. We're gonna try and get him on the podcast. That's awesome. Um, so he'll tell us all about it next time. All right, that's a hell of a tease <laughs> for the next episode. Something to listen for. Um, all right, so Rich gives it an 11% chance. If you move the decil- decimal point a couple places, that's the chance I give them in game five. <laughs> I just don't um, want this to be the last podcast that we can actually talk about basketball games in the future. But this might be it. This, this might, this might be it. I mean, there's, like, a, <laughs> there's a pretty decent chance this is it. This is a uh, worst-case scenario coming true and um, a very important two months ahead for the Celtics, um, at which point uh, get well Danny Ainge as well. Um, oh, yeah. We should definitely mention that. At the end of it here, hopefully he's, he hasn't even uh, been able to watch these games. Yeah, which is, I mean, obviously probably a smart move by his doctors for his health. Um, but I heard he was watching Finding Nemo during Game Three. Wow. Yeah. That's probably much better than much than watching better. Exactly. Fitzgerald do much what he did. <laughs> well, hopefully Danny's feeling better. Hopefully the Celtics um, show a little more fight um, in Game Five and. We'll be back with you at full strength either way to uh, see if we uh, are starting to talk about the future or if uh, the one small step towards uh, <laughs> being the 12th team to come history. back to 3-1. History's from, coming. Maybe a history. Kyrie's done it before. Rich is buying in. I'm in. We'll, 11% in. Let's do it. <laughs>